Everybody and welcome to episode 76 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. My name is Brett and I am joined by my co-host in crime, Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil. Hey, what's up? Hi, thanks, thanks for committing that crime with me earlier. Mm, yeah, it was fun. It was hot. Crime of passion. Yeah. We've got a lot to talk about today. But first, I need to bring something up. What? What happened? Did someone talk about us? Is someone listening to us? Somebody, we got called out. By who? So I'm on Twitter like a gay does, and all of a sudden I see a notification, and I'm like, that's weird. We never get any of those. And I look, and somebody recommended a bunch of podcasts that somebody is a website called The Pale Panda, uh, their, their Twitter presence uh they recommended three podcasts and one of them was best podcast that ostensibly purports to be about comic books but is really just about x-men and that was us what did they say they said that we say that we're about comic books but we're really just about x-men well how dare they and for the first time i i feel seen we are more like an X-Men centric and then we br- but we always talk about something non-X-Men every single issue episode. Yeah, and yeah. But at its heart, this is essentially a podcast about Emma Frost. Yes. <laughs> hey, if we were to change the name of this podcast because it was all just about Emma Frost, what would it be called? Ooh. I think it would be called Top Class Breeding. I was thinking something from the Mars, like a line from the Mars. Or, I, or just should be called, I forgot my bag. But it's like. <laughs> I, uh, I would call it Grace, <laughs> a podcast about Emma Frost. Um, so thank you for the pale, to the Pale Panda to uh, giving us a shout out. Yay. Um, I went on the website. I went on their website, palepanda.com. I love it. It's like. Hot gay goss and a lot of celebrity shirtless pics and Ooh. stuff about entertainment that we love. Ooh, love it. So go to Pale Panda. Go, go to palepanda.com. I'm always down for Queers. some hot, uh, topless uh, men. I'm always down for that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Me too. Uh, can we talk about TV stuff? Television. Yes, please. Okay, so I'm still one behind. Oh no, no, let's do magicians first. So I'm well, caught up talk, on the. Ma- I, well, let's talk about something brand new that we haven't talked oh, about. In oh, oh yes, yes, yes. No, you don't even know what I'm going to talk about. What? Um, cloak and bull dagger. <laughs> what did you say, bull? Have you never heard of bull dagger? It's a term for. It's an old. <laughs> it's an old 1920s term for a lesbian. <laughs> Like, oh, look at that um, bull dagger over there. Anyway. Uh, Wait, did you watch Cloak and Dagger? No, that's just what I want to talk about, how I'm not going to watch it. Because I couldn't, get, I could only get three episodes in and it was the most boring thing ever. And now they're like having all of these promos and stuff for like season two. And I'm like, nope, not going to watch it. It looks dumb and I don't care. So just want to throw that out there. 
I couldn't get through it either. Yeah. But, but I couldn't it, get through Runaways either. But what did you... Uh, I was able to get through Runaways, but uh, it was... Luckily, I had to like really be doing other things while it was on in the background. <laughs> what did you think Crocheting, of cooking. Yes, fucking. All what at it, the same time. Yes. Oh, fucking uh, all at the same time while watching. Do not crochet and fuck all at the same time. There can be injuries. Oh, sounding me ensue. Oh, that is Ooh. the worst. That is one of those things Ooh, where like maybe it. maybe gays are bad. <laughs> because we invented sounding and that's just not and for people that don't know what sounding is, it's um, it's having like putting things up your urethra, which is just unnecessary. Isn't it specifically like a thin metal rod, and then you kind of like yeah. flick it and it goes? What with like like a tuning fork? <laughs> yeah, it's not true sounding unless a tuning fork is involved. <laughs> you tune, you tune the rod, and then you shove the oh tuning my fork God. up your ass. Well, I actually this Christmas I'm going to do like a ring Christmas bells. Like I want to do that, but with like just sounding with guys <laughs> erect penises with sounding rods, and then I'll just be dinging all of them. <laughs> See you this Christmas. <laughs> Wait, but, but what 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 TV show did you think I was going to be talking about? You were like, oh. Oh, no, I thought you were going to talk about a certain piece of news involving a certain DC movie. Oh, not yet, not yet. Save it. Savor it. Save it, save it. Uh, let's talk about The Magicians real quick. Yeah, great. What do you think of it so far? Any show that is steeped that hard in dragon cum, I like it. Yeah, the whole episode was about dragon jizz. One thing I'll say about The Magicians, though, is it is... Basically, it's a show comprised of side quests. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. I love it. It's... Once in a while, I'm like, wait, what are they doing now? But it it doesn't... That's more me than them. Yeah. I will say, the one thing I don't like is that Alice has been ostracized from the group, and I kind of miss her being with all of them. Me too. I, I kind of want something to happen, which I know will, where she, like, earns the trust back, but, yeah. But uh, it looks like the big thing is that uh, Elliot's... Is it still his wife? Finn? Finn? Are they still married? Uh, hard to remember. I mean... Sure. It looks like she's going to have to kill Margot and become queen. At least dethrone Margot. Okay. Well, not they necessarily sh- kill. Well, the, she kept saying it was going to be bloody. So Fen's being visited in dreams by a mysterious shadow figure, and she finally confronts the figure. It's a woman with a cat head, and she says, "You have to dethrone King Mar- Queen Margot, King Margot, uh, even if it means her blood." Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm loving where everything's going, and I just love the show, and I just, the only thing, I wish it was, like, you know, like, I miss, like, 22 episode seasons. Wait, what is it? Usually these are, like, 12 episodes a season, so I feel like we're already, like, heading towards the end. So American Horror Story. Thanks a lot, American Horror Story, you jerks. I also like that they're really going hard in Margot and Josh possibly being like a real deal couple. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because physically, they aren't two people who you'd think would be together. Mm-hmm. Which is why I like it. But that's the thing is, I... Have you ever had that where someone is like, you're not that attracted to them, but then they kind of hit on you and like in a way where you're like, oh, you're kind of bold. I'll make out with you. And then it's like the, one of the best sexual experiences you've ever had. Sure. Yes. In fact, in D.C., in Washington, D.C. Oh, I thought you meant like in D.C. comics. That just happened in an, in an issue. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, Obsidian in the Ray. Uh, <laughs> That happened to you in D.C.? I love that. Uh, Yeah, some of the best. That's why I always tell people, uh, especially people that are like like racist people where they say they're not racist, but they're like, oh, but I I only date white people like that. I'm like, "Mm -mm. mm-mm. You're pretty fucking racist. That's racist and give it a shot. And they're like, no, but I'm just like, it's about who you're attracted to and I'm really only attracted to. I'm like, no, find someone of another race immediately and sleep with them. And you will be pleasantly surprised. Kind of like Margot and Josh. Yeah. Uh, Quentin is particularly sexy this season. Yeah. Is it because I know he's Mr. Maisel? I think it's because he has to step it up now that his wife is suddenly more famous than him in real life. He's dead sexy this season, more so than he's ever been. I think it's because he's embracing his bisexuality. Ooh, I think that's what it is. Yeah. I, uh, I also feel, uh, Julia needs to, like, I feel like we need to really just have a Julia-centric episode with, like, what's going on with her. Because one thing that was very interesting is, uh, who was the person that told her that she needs to... Oh, the dragon. Yeah, so the dragon, uh, through his emissary, told Julia that she had to get her powers back. Because she's yeah, like uh, important in a vague or way. something. What she's was the vague important. message? Because she was like, uh, "Did he like say what the message was?" And then he says something, and she's like, "Did they say what that meant?" And he's like, "Nope." But what was it that he said? I can't. remember. No, it was just that she had to get her powers back, and then she was like, "And then did the dragon have a detailed elaboration on how I could do that?" And he just walked away. Oh, I thought he said some weird thing, and then she's like, "What does that no, mean?" He just oh. smiled. Oh, yeah. okay, all right. Well, yeah, I, so, I'm ready for her to be all powerful. Our Jean Grey of the series, Julia. Yes. No, our Emma Frost, as which our, was said. Oh, that's right, the Indestructress. <laughs> but Magicians is just is just amazing. Love it, um, and uh, yeah, I just feel. You know what I feel? I feel Magicians would be really great as a uh, comic book as well, which, which like, I feel like it could have its own side comics. Because some shows do that. That came out. They, it, it did. It was supposed to. There was an article and, a, and an issue that it was like a comic that was part of the Magician's Universe. I have no idea what happened or what it was called. Oh. Wait, it actually came out? I think so. What? Well, we need to find out. We need to find out. Let's get some gay comic book detectives on that case. Da-da-da-da! Gay comic detectives! Uh, what else have you been watching? I have been watching probably my favorite superhero TV show, Doom Patrol. On pretty good. the DC streaming platform. Hey, it's pretty good. I'm one episode behind. Well, so I caught up on episode four earlier today. 
which kicks off this whole end of the world story arc. Yes. So the Doom Patrol is visited by, is it the guy from Supernatural? Is that wizard dude, like the vulgar wizard dude, is he in Supernatural? Isn't he the guy that plays like Satan or something? Oh, honey, I don't watch that show. Okay, it's only been on for 14 <laughs> seasons. Uh, yeah, I mean, and they're cute too. But that's the thing where people are like, oh, it's actually a good show. And you're like, well, they're on season 14, so uh, no. I'm not. That's, that's yeah. just, yeah, when they're like, oh, there's like 300 episodes. I'm like, no thanks, that's too much. No thanks. I did see one, though, one time where they fell through a por- jumped through a portal and they wound up on our Earth, where everyone knows them as Jared Padalecki and... Uh, oh, that so, sounds amazing. And um, Jensen Eccles. Uh, Jared Padalecki is married to an actress who plays one of their enemies on the show. So, like, they wind up going to Jared Padalecki's house, and she's like, oh, hey, babe. And they're like, what the... <laughs> they Are they married in real life? Her. Yeah. Ah. So, it, like, it's everything about their real lives, but they were the characters, Sam and Dean. I love but how they have, just, they, were... they have just enough viewers that the show was just always going to keep getting renewed, like The Simpsons. And they literally now can just do whatever the fuck they want. I feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has that, too. And Jeffrey, uh, what's his name? Jeffrey Dean Morgan, just recently I heard, came back because he's their dad. Isn't that his name? I love him. Yeah. Sure. The guy who I had sex in his house. What? I've told this the story comi- before. The, the comedian. comedian from Washington? Yes. Yes. Negan? Yes, I've told you how I've fucked in his house. Tell me again. All right, so. Tell, tell our new listeners. Picture it. It's like maybe 2012. And. Uh, oh, I see it well. Thank you. I meet a guy on uh, a dating app called Scruff. And he apparently had just moved from North Carolina because he was working on some sort of script. Now, North Carolina, if someone's in the industry and you hear North Carolina, what could you assume? Do you know about what big thing is shot in North Carolina? Uh, I'm going to ask, assume The Walking Dead, but isn't that Atlanta? No, no. Well, this is before he was in The Walking Dead. This is 2012. So I'm talking some One Tree Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't get that. But guess who Jeffrey Dean Morgan is married to? The blonde girl from One Tree Hill. No idea who that is. So uh, I don't remember her name either. Point is, I go out on a date with this guy, and he basically says, Oh, I'm writing a script for this actress that I used to work with. And he's like, Okay, come on over and hang out. I'm staying at her, I'm staying at her place. I go, and then he like, as I'm walking in, I'm like, Oh my god, this is like the nicest apartment complex I've ever seen. And he's like, What are you talking about? I'm like, this apartment complex. He's like, This isn't an apartment complex, this is a house. And I was like, oh, oh this is a mansion. Fuck, I'm going in a mansion. Um, he was shooting a movie and she was with him with their kid and they were just gone. So we had the whole place to himself. I walk in and it's this insanely bachelor padded out mansion. You can tell like that she did not put her woman's touch on this place. The kitchen had an island in the middle that was no joke, 20 feet by 20 feet. Which is, is that where you had sex? <laughs> I, we should have, but it was also insane because it was like, 
you can't reach like what and it was this huge expensive slab of marble but then you're like why but the center of the kitchen island like you couldn't reach it it didn't make any sense but it was just like there to like show how like big everything was but all of the artwork i was like there's a lot of artwork and he's like oh yeah it's all scott bayo's artwork get the fuck out of here because he's he's Best friends with Scott Bayo, who's a Trump supporter, so that brings up a lot of questions. He's like, uh, not, not just a supporter. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Which makes me wonder Insane. if Jeffrey Dean Morgan is is right wing, but that I do not know. But oh, he absolutely. Has, but whenever Scott like Bayo, who is an avid art collector, when he gets rid of his art, he gives it to Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So we were fucking in a spare room with a big painting that was gifted to him. To Scott Bayo, I then snuck into Jeffrey Dean Morgan's office, covered with uh, posters. What do you think the posters were? Uh, naked ladies. No, all Catholic? movies that he was in. Oh God, he wasn't even in that many. No, but it was kind of, it was kind of uh, douchey. Anyway, but yeah, so oh, I fucked sucks. in his house. I fucked in his <gasps> house. Oh my God, the comedian! Yeah. Anyway, He's hit you in the head with Lucille. Anyway, he is. He recently was back in an episode of Supernatural. Um. Anyway, back to Doom Patrol. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So I gotta say, episode four is super. I'm di- no, it's a it's a love letter to Grant Morrison. Because let me tell you something. Number one, the reference to they reference Janis Joplin's dental floss. That's what they use to cut a door into another dimension. It's the I, most powerful spiritual thread on earth. Did um, did Grant Morrison mention that in a previous comic? No, but in the Invisibles, he uses Kurt Cobain and John Lennon as gods. Oh. Um, those razor nuns. The nuns with the straight razors who, like, cut through reality or whatever. Um, I think those might be based on the scissor men from his original Doom Patrol run, which were guys who would cut you out of existence. Okay. They would, like, cut through stuff and then cut you out of existence. Um, but the big thing, the big, big, big thing, Mother Archon, the, the mother of the kid. Yeah. The kid who's going to bring about the apocalypse. Yeah. The Archons, notice she's sitting in a church. Yeah. The in Archons the sno- of the, in the snow globe. Yeah. The Archons of the outer church are the main villains in the Invisibles. She is from the Invisibles. She's not from Doom Patrol. She's from the Invisibles. Oh, so they're like uh, going to start cross referencing shit. Oh my God. Uh, aren't, isn't there going to be an Invisible show? I don't... Is there? I don't know. I think there is. Those were the fucking archons of the outer church. I screamed. Well, I just kept screeching and screeching. <laughs> that that opening was very creepy of the boy, like, growing up. Yeah, growing up. And, and it just... And each, each one, it kept getting weirder birthday. and weirder and darker and darker. His parents got weirder on every birthday, and his cake was, like, more clearly had an eyeball on it. 
the eye was more prominent in the icing on the cake from year to year. And then one year, the father goes, you're not, oh, they tell him every, every birthday, he's here to save the world. He's a hero. He's going to be a hero one day. And then one, one birthday, the dad goes, you're not a hero. Listen to me. You're going to kill everybody. You're going to be the end of the world. And then the wife, the mother, slits his throat. And then it's just like, all right, let's eat the cake. Let's eat the cake. And then she chases him with the cake. Eat the fucking cake when he runs away from her. Eat the fucking cake. Um, yeah, and then also we with the main guy, it looks like a John Constantine knockoff, but he's an actual person from the Doom Patrol, right? Uh, Kipling? Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy who I think is from Supernaturals. Or supernatural. Uh, I don't remember if Kipling is a character in Doom Patrol or not. Probably. He probably is. Because he seemed very uh, John Constantine, but I gotta, I gotta reread that shit, man. It was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, no, he is. He is a character. From the book. And it looks like we get to see the original personality from uh, Crazy Jane. Yeah, she's great. Gina Rodriguez. Oh. Is that her name? The actress? Gina Rodriguez? Yeah. Cool. Love her. And I love her. Well, she is like the centerpiece for the next episode, which I've seen and you haven't. Uh, well, back to the one I have seen before that. Um, I fucking love that Elastigirl finally like used a power. That was I, that moment was so incredible. Oh, where her arm stretches out. Yeah. Yeah. To keep Kipling away from the kid. Oh, I loved it. I still don't understand why. I still feel it's a little weird that it's been like 50, 60 years for a lot of these people and they've made no emotional or power changes. Yes. Or or actual I, I aged. I think that is actually the premise of Doom Patrol, like the original Doom Patrol from the 60s, was that they've been hiding in that house for 40 years. Like, that was very much their opening note, was like, we can't leave this house. We've been here forever. Forever. Forever and ever. So it was super Morrisoned up. Uh, Doom Patrol, as good if not better. Uh, than Titans, DC streaming platform, you're doing okay. Sweet. Love it. Uh, there's other Grant Morrison things I'd like to mention. Like what? Well, da, 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 da. hey, remember our segment, News I Don't Give a Fuck About? That will come back. This is news I totally give a fuck about. News I'm like 100% here for. New. <laughs> Welcome to our new segment, news we are 100% here for. So it seems, item, it seems that there will be a Flash movie um, as part of the DC Extended Universe, and it's just been decided, in a very fuck-it-I'll-do-it-myself kind of move, that Ezra Miller is going to write the Flash movie, but not alone, he is going to team up with one Mr. Grant Morrison. What so, the fuck? Here's somebody who probably should have been writing the DC movies this whole goddamn time. Exactly. Not Ezra Miller, Grant Morrison. But is Grant Morrison gay? 
Uh, no, but I, you know, I'd call them queer. Do you think that while they're writing this book, that they will have sex with each other? Uh, I absolutely do. And do you know what I think <laughs> else is going to happen? Me too. Me too. And so do, do you remember when Johnny Depp did Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? And he essentially turned into Hunter S. Thompson like in real life. And they lived together for like a, like months. And they, they just... They just oh, merged. I didn't know that. Yeah. But in real like life, he Depp, lived with him? Oh my God, he lived with Hunter Thompson for months. Yes. A very That's special crazy. bond was formed. And you think that is going to happen? I do. I think Ezra Miller is going to turn into like a little Grant Morrison after this whole thing is over. I actually kind of want to talk about Johnny Depp too. Ew, why? Because of the news that came out. What? His uh, defamation suit against Amber Heard. <gasps> no! He apparently... Okay, so... There is no way this motherfucker is innocent, number one. So let's just lay that all right, platform. Hold on. I am going to tell you the shit with Johnny Depp. So we all know Amber Heard said that Johnny Depp beat her. And then he was like, no, she didn't. She's just doing this for the divorce settlement. And then she dropped the mic by saying, all right, I won't take the divorce settlement and I'll donate it all. And you're like, oh, shit, that doesn't look good. He right. just came back with a defamation lawsuit against her, and he has full video and audio recordings of her attacking him and him not uh, attacking her back. Now, it's not saying he doesn't hit her, but right. he also has, like, phone receipts and all these other things showing that she's actually the abuser. So this, all this shit just got real oh, God. messy. Ugh, I just don't... Uh, I mean, who am I? Who cares what I think? <laughs> they're, they're probably both horrible. Yeah, yeah. They're celebrities. They're horrible. Look at Gwyneth Paltrow. But do you think Johnny Depp should not be allowed to make movies anymore? I mean... I only think Johnny Depp shouldn't be allowed to make movies anymore just because he's been in so many for so long. Give other people a chance. Well, do you, but he has to, do you think it's okay that he's going to finish the trilogy? The pirate thing? No, the Harry Potter. The Harry Potter? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They could always have him turn back into Colin uh, Farrell. No, I mean... I feel like they have an abuse. I, I mean, he's who I don't know enough about this to have an, to make a call as to whether or not he should be able to make movies anymore. All right. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I'm like, let's just finish it out and then be done with him. <laughs> okay. Like, All right. Just good. finish the movie so I can have some visual consistency and then go on your merry way. Yes. I want I think the real person is their daughter is a famous actress now. I think she needs to give us, aye, aye, I feel aye. like she needs to tell us who, uh, who, uh, to side with. Or, and also Paris Jackson, uh, just was hospitalized supposedly for attempting suicide. Oh my God. But then she tweeted out that it was a lie and that she didn't. But then the police confirmed that there was a call that someone attempted suicide at their house and they took her in and that it was true. Oh my god. I mean, she's certainly been through it lately. Uh, 
Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. can we can we talk about comic books? <laughs> yes, let's get to the actual comics. Let's get to the comic books. I only um, read X-Men this week. Surprise fucking oh surprise. Oh my god. This show is about comic books, not just X-Men. I try to read Avengers and it's boring. And I wanted to read Amazing Spider-Man, but I just didn't have the time. Did you read The Amazing Spider-Man? I did. So you read the like the prologue to Hunted, the current Craven the Hunter storyline. I read part one in Amazing Spider-Man number 17 by Nick Spencer and Humberto Ramos, the quintessential Spider-Man artist. I'm more Ryan Otley, um, is now my quintessential Spider-Man artist. The invincible guy? Yeah. So here's my summary of The Hunted Part 1. Craven is a daddy. His his clone son is a daddy. Um, <laughs> they get... So here's how it ends. Spider-Man is a twink. At- <laughs> Spider-Man's a twink. Craven's a daddy. And White Rabbit is a fat cag. <laughs> Um, it's just more like, like you know, they basically got Spider-Man and all the animal people, everyone, villain or hero. Who, yeah, they're all like trapped. This moniker, yeah, is, is after an animal. Um, yeah, they're all trapped in Central Park, and they're about to be hunted by a bunch of, like, craven soldiers. So it's like the Hunger Games, except, no, they're not fighting each other. It's nothing like the Hunger Games. It's like the Hunger Games in that there's people running around around trees and there's murder. No, what's the one where the most dangerous game, isn't that what it's called? What's the, the most w- dangerous game. Turns out it's man. Yeah, well, the, the one where the people are hunting people. Yeah. Uh, cool. Cool. So it's pretty cool, um, but Spider-Man, he gets gassed by the Craven clone. And he gets farted the Craven- on. He gets farted on, and the Craven clone is like, my thoughts give people visions, they say. <laughs> and so what, what you're seeing is something that's going to happen soon. And he sees Mary Jane like get murdered in her apartment. Wait, but what, what kind of gas is this? It's, I don't, it's Craven gas. I don't know. Like, just gas from his body? Like, it really is just gas from no, his body? He, no, it's like a chemical weapon. Craven, it's just, he uses weapons. That's not how Spider-Man's powers work. Craven. But why could you, but if he had a chemical weapon, why would that make him see the future? Because that's what the gas does. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) It's pretty stupid. Then why don't you just use the gas on yourself and figure out how to win? All right, whatever. No, I don't think it works like that. Okay. Okay. All right, whatever. That's dumb. I don't want to talk about this anymore. So another book I read is, oh my God, well, it's drawn by Gerardo Sandoval, but it's co-authored by Nick Giovanetti and Mr. Paul Shear. The comedian? The comedian. Uh, Alfred E. Oh, Newman? And this, Alfred E. Newman, the person. The real person. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Yeah. What, um, whatever. He has a really hot wife. His wife, his wife is uh, like the bitchy daughter from Gracie and Frankie. From Grace and Frankie. Oh, fun. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. So I'm talking about a book that came out two weeks ago, um, but there was a lot of marketing around it. Uh, a lot of teaser ads that were about, like, what if Peter never got bitten by the spider? You know, stuff like that. Turns out it was ads for this Cosmic Ghost Rider limited series uh, where Cosmic Ghost Rider changes the history of the Marvel Universe. Goes back in time... 
uh, and he's telling his... So he shows up at the Castle House. So keep in mind, Cosmic Ghost Rider is none other than Mr. Frank Castle, the Punisher. Uh-huh. So he goes back in time, and he goes to before his family died. And it's kind of interesting because you never really... Uh, what do we know about the Punisher's kids, what they were like? So turns out his youngest son, who's really tiny, he's like five. Uh, he's super funny, super aggressive. And his daughter... All we know from her is she gets into fights a lot at high school. Mm. So Mrs. Castle, so Frank shows up, but he's all old looking now because he's lived for millennia. And she was like, oh, my God, Frank. And he's like, uh, no, oh, no, I am Frank's uncle, Fredo. <laughs> Little Godfather reference there. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Uncle Fredo. I'm Frank's uncle, who he never told you about. So he meets the youngest son who's just full of piss and vinegar. And then Mrs. Castle's like, oh, that's the school calling. (laughs) My daughter got into another fight. Um, And he's like, okay, cool. I'll watch the kid. So he immediately reveals to the kid that he's the cosmic ghost rider because the kid worships superheroes. And he knows he's going to die. So it's like, uh, who cares? Well, this whole thing is about changing the history of the Marvel Universe. So so I think the kid's going to live. Yeah, but understand this is a Paul Shear book. So don't take this book seriously. Um, so the whole book is essentially Marvel drunk history where cosmic ghost Rider is telling this kid everything he's done recently to fuck with the Marvel timeline. Like he was part of the fantastic four who got their powers because he bumped into their ship when like all this kind of retconning and changing the Marvel history. Did he do anything to the X-Men? Uh, not yet. Okay. Actually, I have, I have to finish the last few pages. Uh, but everything is told in flashback, and all of the characters are talking like crazy Frank Castle. You know, like drunk history? Yeah, How it's yeah, like yeah, historical yeah. figures, yeah. but like using slang. Yeah, it's that. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I recommend it. All right, great. I'll read that. Great. Great. So those are my two non-X-Men books. I hear you've got a little indie book? Uh, I do. Did you... Were you into a certain... What, what, was, the, what was your, like, supernatural TV show that you watched, like, maybe in the 90s and early 2000s? The X-Files. That was it? Nothing oh, more female-centric? Want, oh, I thought I was right. No. Boofy? Boofy, did you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah. Did you know that they just rebooted the entire series in comic form? No. So they're going to remake the show, but with all new characters. And after those but horrendous... Is there going to be a buffet? And no, this is like a television show. With I think that's going to have not... It's going to be completely different with different characters, different thing. As if probably Buffy doesn't even exist in this reboot i think but previously when the show ended they kept on making new seasons but it was in comic book form yes and they were awful oh really oh they're awful oh awful so they now i think those ended and they just decided to reboot the whole entire show starting at the very beginning with Buffy, Xander, Willow, Cordelia, Anya, Giles. 
And, uh, but it takes place like now in present time. And so they're just basically like retell. It's almost like Ultimate X Men and Ultimate Avengers. It's like oh, the yeah, ultimate, like ultimate universe. Yeah, it's the ultimate yeah. universe of Buffy. Oh. And I feel bad because my boyfriend was telling me about it. I'm like, that's dumb. And then I started reading it. I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. <laughs> really? So what changes do they make? Well, Willow is. And I'm sorry. This is a comic book, and it's put out by whom? Boom. Oh, are we having a boom, boom, boom? I read a boom studios <laughs> book segment. Yes. How many booms am I going to give it? But picture it. It opens with Buffy working at a place called the Tuna Shack or something like that. She's working at a fast food restaurant. And then okay. she saves these two people from vampire attacks, and it's Xander and Buffy. And then it turns out she's going to the same school the next day, and that's where they all end up meeting. And then Giles is the librarian. But they switch things up where Anya is a demon that runs a shop with, that sells old oh. trinkets. And she hasn't oh. even met any of them yet. And guess who the big bads are? Who? Spike and Drusilla. Oh, Drusilla. Are the first big bads. And it's all, and then Cordelia is actually very interesting because she's actually super, super nice. Ooh. And I'm like, this is weird. This isn't how Cordelia is. And then the very end, after this big attack happens, she's just like, all right, I can't do this anymore. I'm sick of being nice to everyone just so I can win class president. Screw all of you. And you're like, oh, there it is. There she is. There it is. But it's basically restarting it. And the drawings, the art is, the other problem I had with the old art of the other seasons is you could tell they would kept just kind of Greg landing it. It was like photographs based off of the actual the actors. actors. Yeah. They're still doing that a tiny bit, but you can. it does feel more just like someone is just drawing it on their own without photo references, but still being like, this has to look like the actors. Like, it's based off of these actors. So okay. it still looks like Willow. Willow is a full-on lesbian, like, out and has a girlfriend. Good. And uh, Xander is in love with Willow and Buffy and is on some weird forum. And you see that he's like kind of suicidal. So I don't know where they're going with that. Like Jesus, he's like probably doing real Nicholas Brendan. Like he's like super, super, super depressed. And uh, yeah, it's just like kind of fun and refreshing. And then Spike and Drusilla. The only problem I have is Drusilla is more uh, sane. And the thing that made Drusilla interesting was that she was, like, batshit bonkers. Yeah. And this, she's just kind of, like, a smart bad guy. Mm. Or I just okay. miss crazy, sadistic uh, Drusilla. <laughs> That's my Drusilla impression. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was great. And I give it a... Uh, wait, is it how much... Is more booms is good? Yeah, it's the opposite of ewes, which is very counterintuitive. I give it a boom, boom, boom... Let's go back to my room. Ooh. Yeah, it's good. So it's you good. so so you and the book can do it all night? Yeah. And, and we would make, make it, it feel right. We would make it feel right. <gasps> Our highest rating ever. <laughs> uh, so I recommend reading it. If you like Buffy, read it because it's really just kind of giving you the characters you like and just retelling it and there's no dawn. <laughs> The, it is like ultimate comics. But the mom is living with a boyfriend and a boyfriend is there. And I'm wondering if it might be the, the John Ritter robot character. Oh, interesting. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I like it. I like it. Good. 
And that, I guess, just leaves us to the X-Men. Let's go to the X-Universe. X-Men! Let's stick with You know, with that's the, where let's Emma to, Frost lives. That's true. Let's go to the real, yeah. what's happening in the real universe before we go to Age of X-Men. And let's talk about some X-Force. Uh, oh, sure, sure. X-Force kind of ended like a kind of a, an arc with that stupid... Yeah, conclusion. With that stupid country that was like killing mutants and I was kind of like yeah. over it. Transia or something. Like, first yeah. of all... First of all, that's a problematic for a term. <laughs> that's problematic. <laughs> um, so it basically replaced one old ex-villain with another <laughs> at the end. Yeah. We took out Ahab so and then put Ahab's in done. Strife. Strife. But what oh. also is interesting is it turns out the actual reason that Cable is doing this is because he needs to find Rachel. And I hate his, his mission. And I used his to mission. I hate Rachel. Used to love her back when she was in Excalibur, but now she's become useless and stupid. But it does. It is. I do like that they called back that Nathan Cable was basically sort of kind of is the, where he is because when Rachel was an Ascani, like Mother Ascani, learn about it. So he feels he owes saving her life and finding her, but it looks like she was sucked into the future by strife. So she's gone. She's gone. She, I've, I was like reading this comic and he's like, I'm looking for Rachel. And they're like, I've seen her. I'm like, if this bitch shows up and she's part of X-Force, I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> oh my God. But she did Could didn't. you imagine? She was gone. She's still gone. Oh, she will. Uh, Is this book going to be about finding Rachel Summers for let, like 80 issues? Let her just be a bad guy and let him them have to murder her. You know what? I want this strife who shows up at the end. I want that to really be Rachel Summers. Oh, that's good. I like that. I like that. Let's do it. Hey, did you notice? Um, so, yeah, Rachel is going to. Rachel is part of this book now. Whether she's in it or not, Rachel Summers is now an integral part of Ed Brisson's X Force. Yeah. Um, so Strife shows up at the end, seemingly killing Warpath, which I'm concerned. And Ahab is killed. Ahab is killed. Uh, Boom Boom is great. Uh, Warpath gets he's spear not, through he's the chest. He's not dead. He has healing powers. I don't think he'll yeah, be yeah. dead. Yeah, he's fine. Um, Strife walks out with, here we go, uh, I looked up some stuff. Um, the people with Strife, that is a future version of Storm, a future version of Gambit, um, a fire future mutant who some people are saying are is Rusty Collins, and there's his old friend, that teleporting robot Zero up there. Mm-hmm. So this will be interesting. Zero, remember, remember that whole story with Zero and Douglock? No, when was that? that? How old? That was like oh, that's like, like old, like nineties X Force. You're talking about like nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, where Zero like downloaded his whole essence into Douglock and yeah, I didn't read like, any of that. Douglock then knew some. I didn't. I forget. He knew something. Some some information was in him. Like the twelve. I don't know. But yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, it's X Force. I'm excited for where it's gonna go. Yeah. I'm excited if you change the artist. I didn't say that. I love everyone's work. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, there is another thing that happens in the real X-Universe, not that Age of X-Men, and that was Iceman Winter's End, but 
since it's digital only, we fell into the trap of not reading it. Well, I read it. But I will say we've been having some technical issues. And in between, I've been kind of <laughs> scrolling through some pages. Oh, sweet. So, so I've gotten 13 so, pages in. Okay. And so I got to the important part. Where he tells off Gene? No. No, to the sex part. I got to the sex oh, scene. Where he's sexing Dakin? Him and Dakin are lovers? Wait, but it comes out that it was oh. only because of Dakin's pheromones, and it led to the destruction of the universe. Iceman getting um, just sort of manipulated by Dakin. Oh, no. I knew it was like, <laughs> it, oh, he's just yeah. a bad guy. Uh, but yeah, I like, like them really together. Bad. I like them together. Oh, Dakin's horrible. Iceman deserves better. I don't... Um, I, but the sex is good. I, I like the idea that... But Iceman has to redeem him. I no. love it when a girl changes a guy. Yeah, I know. I know, but... Mm, I don't know. I'm, I'm okay with the... Not putting... I don't know. Never mind. Um, things I didn't like. Kitty and Jean going off on Christian Frost. Ew. Did you get to that? No, I didn't get to I only got 13 They were like, Christian in. Frost, get the fuck out of here. What? Like, Wait, does Emma Frost show up? No, but Iceman calls her the X-Men's mortal enemy when he goes off on Jean. And I'm like, fuck you. Wait, why does Christian Frost show up? Because he wants to give Iceman a big check for helping him. Oh. Um, it's Iceman's birthday party. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, you haven't gotten here yet. So he tells off Gene for what she did as teenage Gene. He tells off Gene for outing him. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then what is, what is her, what's her, like, defense? Or is she just apologize? She just, she just basically apologizes. Like, she just listens. Yeah. Um, she does apologize. Uh, wait, there is one. <laughs> There's one funny moment. Uh, where is it where he goes off? Oh, he, okay, so he says, him. He points to Jean. This one over here tries to eat a solar system, and we shrug it off as her claiming her femininity. Her boyfriend gets catfished by a freaking goblin queen clone of her and still puts a ring on it. And Jean just goes, inaccurate, but I'm listening. That husband then mind cheats on her, sets off years of chaos with our sworn enemy as his new boo. I was like, okay. She was I still liked a... the inaccurate, but I'm listening part. But that's not what happened. <laughs> I love, don't you say nothing. Don't you better say nothing about Emma Frost. <laughs> oh my God. So it, like a lot of lose like him in the Morlocks, they, they tie that up. Him in the old man, Wizard Iceman, they tie that stuff up. The most confusing moment happens... Or Shade, <laughs> the drag queen. I saw it says something show. like, Shade, see the end of the book for the, the backstory of that? Because she comes out and says, hi, it's me, Dark Veil. Who the fuck is Dark Veil? And we're like, what? What? So, do you have it open? Yeah. Which page? Go to the end. Go to the, the very end. Very, 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 very. Like, be, like past the letters page. Okay, Dark Veil. 
Okay, so I don't, don't make me read this whole thing. What is it? No, don't. No, no, no. I'm just saying that there is a there's like a, a Marvel handbook to the universe entry for Darkvale in the back. So her name is Darkvale, not Shade. Um, I did some digging. Is Shade just her drag name? Maybe. I think so. And Darkvale is like her hero name, her mutant name. Okay. Um, so Cena Grace said in an interview, if Kitty Pride can have multiple aliases like Shadowcat and Sprite, so can Darnell Wade, AKA Darkvale. Okay. They also said, he also said there was some back and forth involved in trying to make her a permanent character, which included changing her name. I don't know why. He had to. Wait, where was this interview? What are you reading this? It was from? in Bleeding Cool News on bleedingcool.com. See, I do research. Okay. But what, when, when was this when this issue came out? Yeah, I, I, I looked it up after I read the issue. I was like, what is going on with this name change? And I found this interview. And, and, but he didn't say why they had to change the name? Because was Shade no, too no, gay? Really. Maybe Shade is like copywritten and taken by someone else. Maybe. That's got to be it. What? But, but who is Darnell Wade? Is he a re- relative of somebody? No. I think he's just a mutant drag queen. Okay. A mutant drag queen. Yeah. I would love it if Dark Vale was on the other side of Emma on that cover. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I would love it. Oh, my God. But then here's my thing is why, if that's just a... I don't like the thing where... The, I don't like too Wong fooing it, where they're mixing up the idea of drag versus trans. Like, if yes. this was just a casual birthday party, then he wouldn't be in drag. Like, drag queens aren't in drag all the time. Just Maybe when they're Ice working. Maybe asked him to be. All right, fine. But then if it's like, let's watch a movie, and they're all eating popcorn, and then Dark Vale shows up in drag, I'm going to be like, no. Yeah. I mean, you can maybe be gender nonconforming, non-binary, but if you see the eyebrows are lit, no one does that when they're just chilling at home. Right. That takes work. Yeah. It takes hours. We choose when we serve our looks. As someone the time. who works and edits drag queens, I it is amazing the vast differentials of prep time each drag queen needs. Interesting. Like I edit the show Uh with Trixie Mattel and Katya. Katya can be ready in like 40 minutes. Trixie, it takes her two hours. Well, because, I mean. because their makeup is so... You know, one is so much more uh, inclusive. Uh, Trixie's I, is so unique. Yeah, yeah. So it's just crazy depending on which what your drag look is depends on how long it takes. Although I personally, can you imagine having a job where you perform almost every night and you have to spend two hours every night just getting ready? Oh, uh, that's, that's what led to Mystique's downfall in the X-Men movies. <laughs> She's like, I, I'll do it if you do it in post. All right, let's get to some Age of X-Men shit. Age of X-Men. No sex. No sex. First of all, first of all, Nathan, what kind of world did we create here? What, 
This is horrible. I elaborate. I just like, what is this like? He's like, I created the perfect world. It sucks. You can't touch any dicks. You also aren't even supposed to be alone with people, with just two people. Oh my god. What is this? And my thing no, is... Your, your perfect world sucks. Well, here's the other problem I have. Is that there's way too many people breaking the rules. Oh my god, everybody's fucking. Well, it seems like everybody's fu- if everybody's fucking, then it seems like everyone would just be like, all right, well, we're not going to do this anymore. <laughs> I want the bu- I want the Age of X-Men... <laughs> Age of X-Men to end with somebody being like, Nate, every single one of us in this world has been fucking somebody. Except yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> We've That's all what been it all comes down to. Time. He just is like fucking hard up. All right. Let's. Damn. Let's, uh, let's just get to the point here. This is about Apocalypse and the, and the Extracts. Apocalypse and the Extracts. Which is iBoy, uh, Kitty Pride, Dazzler, and who's this new person? Well, Genesis, the little apocalypse. Oh, little Genesis. Unveil. And unveil. Maybe that's Dark Veil. Oh, cute. Oh, maybe. But here's the thing. Um, I don't care because none of the characters are acting anything like their real characters. So it's really hard for me to get invested. And I feel like as each issue, I feel like they actually timed it of the best issues came out first as they released each of these Age of X-Men. And they've been kind of getting worse and worse for me. Interesting. Because I do feel this age, this extracts is kind of the worst one for me. I just find it all hard to swallow, especially how old is Kitty Pride now? It's like early, tw- uh, like she's uh, supposed to be like 22. Sure. And then iBoy is supposed to be like 14, 15, and then they make out? No. What is this, Kitty well, Pride and Colossus? I mean, he kind of forces him. I mean, you know. Even that is. And it goes in for it. It's still, but then she was still like, I am good for it, but you, you're young. Like, it was just weird. And then yeah. Dazzler, I was like, who is this beatnik Dazzler? <laughs> Who is She's so weird? I don't get it. And then this unveil is like, oh, let's all join hands because I have powers that don't make sense. I don't, I don't like it. And then Apocalypse is all about love, but he, but why? He's a bad guy. Like, and then Genesis, who is the good version of him, is acting like a bad guy. I don't understand any of it. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. I don't like it. it well, I, like it's funny because yeah, it's an alternate reality, but. Age of Apocalypse, at the core, they were all still acting them. like they were themselves. Still them. exactly. They were just in different circumstances, in different context. And I feel like this, in a weird way, the Marvelous X-Men are doing that. Yes, 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 yes. Which is why it's confusing seeing these extracts acting completely different. And we're just going to talk about these two books simultaneously, simultane, simultaneously. Yeah, they feel very similar because they're both concerned with with Apocalypse and the Extracts, and and because they finally have a confrontation with the marvelous X Men, which I also found insanely confusing. Okay. Because they're like, oh, we need to go here and stop this because they're promoting love. They're promoting that mm-hmm. people should be in love. But then at the same time, they're like, we have to stop this because that's illegal. But then they're like, but no, we can't, we can't let people can't not tell have people what to we do. We can't tell people what to do and have freedom. And you're like, 
What are you talking about? That's what this whole world is, is you're not letting people fuck. So yes, you can. Right. It didn't make any sense. I mean, like, are they, though? They're not the enforcers of people fucking or not. In fact, when they meet the ex- um, God damn it. The extracts. The extremists. Oh. They're like, don't tell them what we do. Yeah. So the X-Men aren't the sex police. Psylocke is. And Psylocke was keeping the fact that they're sex police from the X-Men. Yeah, I just, but it's the whole more thing is getting people, confusing to me. And it's it's more people me. House of M waking up, um, which must feel really weird because, it, like, typically, in, like we said, in alternate reality, they're them, but they're just, they have different memories. Um, but I have a problem with this, too. Like, Storm sees Magneto, and it looks like they both saw each other as enemies. So this enemies. is the part I liked. This is the part I liked. Um... Because I feel like that move elevates Storm. Like, it was kind of a reminder to me, like, hey, guys, Storm is like a Cyclops-level leader of the X-Men. We, we Remember? <laughs> yeah, just remember like when Storm was amazing? Magneto, yeah. Yeah. But to equate her with Magneto was, was a true honor to the character, I feel, and one and, long overdue. And I like that aspect of it, but the aspect I don't like is I feel they're willy-nillying who remembers stuff and who doesn't. And it seemed like in Next Gen that there was like a specific thing of almost where, where Blob, what's his name? Glob is kind of like the Layla Miller and he's the one that's able to get people to remember. And, uh, and so I, I, I don't want that to be forgotten in the other books. Yes. Like I want a thing where then Storm goes to Glob and he does his firewax thing on her, and then she remembers everything. I mean, maybe that's what's going to happen. Okay, I want that to happen. We don't know. Um, but we do know that Storm... So another thing I like is Storm's the... She feels like the one that's like, uh, something... Something's not right here. Yeah. Like she's like, you know, we can't tell these people what to do. I, I don't know. She's just... I, I'm interested in her story right now. Yeah, but right now it's... In her relationship to Magneto. The extracts I'm not here for, and I thought that was going to be my favorite. Yeah. And honestly, I think it's because of the way it's drawn, I thought it was going to be, like, really funny and tongue-in-cheek, and it's not. Yeah. And it needed to be, like, stupid and funny. So one thing about, like, how people are waking up um, you know, Magneto and Storm had that moment where they where they kind of reached for each other and flashed to them fighting. Magneto then had the Scarlet Witch vision, um, more than a vision, like the whole trip down memory lane. He remembers Wanda and Pietro, and Storm sees him remembering. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, and Laura was reminded of her sister. Um, uh, uh, Colossus seems to be getting jogged a little bit by Kitty. seeing Kitty. He painted Lockheed out of nowhere. Yeah. Can we talk about Kitty finding a menorah? Yeah, that was weird. It's so weird. Well, but that's the thing. is In this world, it seemed like people weren't hatched until after Hope. Right? Yeah, like so, after Logan and Cyclops and Hope. So, die. So that means everything was normal. Before that, 
Which means Kitty still would have been Jewish, right? Yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah. Or oh, oh, now that I'm, I'm re, I'm gonna no prize myself, but it's probably part of how he erased all religion. He tried to like get oh, rid of all religion. Yeah. He probably in this world, he probably just got rid of all religion altogether, as if it never existed. Yes. Yeah, they do actually say something about that somewhere, about religion. I think it's where she finds the menorah. What do they say? They something. yeah, he said something about it's like an old ancient. Yeah, yeah he talked about yeah is. yeah. Ah, uh, crazy. It's crazy. But I and guess... then the extracts thing. Hey, you want to know? I love X Men stuff. Do you want to know how to lose my interest? Make Omega Red pivotal to your story. <laughs> yes, yes. He's the, he's like the new bad guy that these that Apocalypse is trying to get. Or they're trying to get him. Well, it looks like Apocalypse. He's pretending to use this love thing, and I think in the end he's like all a ruse to get everyone yeah. together and then get Omega Red to just kill the whole population. But yeah, Omega Maybe. Red, stop trying to make Omega Red happen. I do like that Kitty is called Shadow Cat uh, as a member of the Extracts. I always liked the name Shadow Cat, and I think we should be using that more than we use Kitty Pride. Yeah, why does she. And also, I feel they need to bring back her, a new, an updated. 2000 version of her blue outfit i hate that she just has i I hate that she has a boring like x-men outfit like that she she had her own outfit for years she She had had a a scarf with a with a mask very horrible to have in battle well she did not have the scarf by the time she was an excalibur but by the time she was an excalibur the 80s were big so she just had like she had like those like really skinny leggings and then just poofy high shoulder pad blue jacket. <laughs> so maybe not that. But I do like the idea of a blue jacket, blue tights with the blue mask. But not the permed look. Remember when she had the perm? No. Oh, like late, kind of. Like in the like the like one ninety. Imagine like X Men one ninety ish when Rachel first yeah. showed up. Oh yeah. She had like yeah, that yeah. perm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's iconic. That's an iconic team and with that's an iconic look. No, we're the age like, of you, in the eighties. Did you massacre? Have, did you have a sister? You're from Jersey. Did you? Did, did I have a sister? You have did. sisters, right? I do. Now, did she yeah. get a perm and have high, huge bangs? Hell yes! <laughs> My sister did too. I was like a rite of passage where it was like, you're 12 years old, it's time to give you a perm. <laughs> where you look you back. Perm and get them bangs up. You look back and it really was, they were done because you did a home perm. They really just looked like an afro. And which is not a good look on a white girl. Yeah, it's just bad. Then they disappeared forever. Yeah. Perms. People used to get perms. Do you know who would get perms? Who? Bob Ross. That man's That's not real? What? No, it's a perm. That's crazy. Oh, but no, there was a perm in the early 2000s. A famous perm. Who? Uh, what's the, the girl who was uh, Velma and Scooby-Doo and in Freaks and Geeks? Linda Cardellini? Yeah, Linda Cardellini got the famous perm. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Legally Blonde. 
Oh, shit. (laughs) That's what led Elle to crack the case because she took a shower and said she had gotten a perm. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Do you know what Linda Cardellini reminds me of? What? Tortellini? The Avengers Avengers trailer, that, that surprise Avengers trailer that dropped. Is she in it? She's Hawkeye's wife. Has she always been Hawkeye's wife? Yes, girl. Oh, oh I don't care about any of that. She's Hawkeye's wife. You, Age of Ultron. You, you didn't have me at Hawkeye. <laughs> um, did I have you at kind of a Kate Bishop kind of lady? Is she going to be Kate Bishop? Is she acting like Kate Bishop? Not Linda Cardellini, but did you see the new trailer? No, I didn't. The very sad one? No. You didn't with Captain Marvel in it? No. When did that come are out? Are you serious? No. It dropped like a few days ago. No, People are I... freaking out. It's like, oh my God, it's so emotional. They show like all the old movies, all the old Thors and Captain Americas and the fucking Agent Carter like doing the voiceover. Oh. Well, I'll have to watch it. <laughs> oh my God. Well, there is a moment where, where um, Clint is training... A, teen, a young teenage girl um, how to shoot arrows. There we and go. she's very Kate Bishop looking. Good. Kill him off. Watch it. Oh, I'm so Bishop. excited. Watch it. Bye. <laughs> Are you uh, watching it now? Do you want me to watch it right now? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's long. You oh. can't do that to people. No. Um, we'll talk about but it next really week. It's really good. It's really good. And Captain Marvel's in it. And do you know who she has a moment with? Who is who do you, who is like Monica, who's the character you Monica want? Monica Rambo? No, oh. no, unfortunately, no. Like existing character. Like who's the one you want to like? Okay, if the team splits up, I want Captain Marvel and, and uh, this person together. Rocket Raccoon. Close Thor. <laughs> oh yeah. There's there's some tension between Captain Marvel and Thor, and I'm a hundred percent here for that. I know Carol's a lesbian. But a sex scene with Thor, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Maybe she experiments. Valkyrie. Ooh. She needs to yes. fuck Valkyrie. Hell yes. Fuck yeah. I think Valkyrie's going to be in Avengers 4. She's not in the trailer, but I think she's going to be in it. I think the Asgardians from that ship from the beginning of Infinity Wars are going to be in it. And I think Quicksilver's going to be in it. Ooh. Bring him back to life. Ooh. I think they will. Now that the Fox deal is done. Uh-ho-ho. There you go. Um, so but wouldn't it be weird if they bring Quicksilver to life and it's Evan Peters? I think they will. No, but it's Evan oh, Peters. Oh, it's Evan Peters. <gasps> that would be great. Can you? And it's like, but it's like literally the very last scene. Where they're like, and he's your brother's back. And then she's like, hi, brother. And then he turns around and he's like, hi, Wanda. And you're like, wait, what? No, that won't happen. And then the guy, and then the hot guy that was in, uh, the hot guy that was, oh, Dark Phoenix. None of that is real. None of that's, that's all just a fever dream. ATJ, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Hmm. Um. This episode is going to drop on Wednesday. Do you know what else is going to drop on Wednesday? 
a big deuce. Close. From eating. Big fun. Big fun? Yeah. What's that? The band from Heather's. Wait, what? It's also a song in Heather's the Musical. Teenage which Suicide, is what Don't Do It. In uh, So what I'm trying to get to <clears throat> is that Riverdale is doing their Heather's the Musical episode oh, this Wednesday. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Yes. They put out a cast list and everything. And they have an image of Cheryl Blossom, Betty, and Veronica as the Heathers. Wait, who uh, plays Veron- who plays uh who plays Veronica? <clears throat> oh, oh, I can't remember who it is. Shit, I I should have checked the cast list before I brought this up. Uh, I can't remember who Veronica is. Probably it's Betty. It seems like it would be Betty. I, it might be no, Betty. No, 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 but Veronica, no, who no, who no wait. Veronica from Heathers. I know, I know. And I'm saying that it's definitely not Veronica from Riverdale, but Veronica <laughs> from Heathers cuz she <laughs> I'm sure that would be a great line of dialogue. But I'm Veronica. Why am I not playing Veronica? <laughs> Why are you not Veronica, Veronica? Oh, my God. Why are you pulling my dick? Um, have you ever listened to the soundtrack? I've seen the musical. Oh, you have? On YouTube. Someone um, posted, like, an off-Broadway production of it. Don't like it. The oh, music, fun. The, music, yeah, the music's okay, but the musical itself, it was like, let's take all the interesting things about it and just make it really bad musical tropes. Like, the fact that the dead people kept coming back and singing and, like, and talking into her head, I was like, that's dumb. Nope. Yeah. Um, I agree, but that happens in the movie. Yeah. Just once, in a dream. This, yeah. th- literally, she'll be talking to someone, and then the dead person will come up and be like, oh. tell her to do this, da-da-da-da. Oh, Heather Chandler is very much a character throughout the, like, yeah, no. is a character. Just the All one right, part so of the, the cast dream. List. Yeah, okay. I have it. All right. So the Heathers are Cheryl Blossom is Heather Chandler, Veronica Lodge is Heather McNamara, and Betty Cooper is Heather Duke. All right, who's Veronica? Josie. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. It's perfect. Who's Martha Dunstock? Um, Martha it Dunstock is... It might, what if, is it going to be Barb? Yes, yeah, that's, that's awful. Uh, where? Oh, wait. It says Tony Topaz, you know, who is Cheryl Blossom's um, girlfriend in the show, uh-huh. uh, is going to be Betty Finn. But Betty Finn's not in Heather's the Musical. She's replaced by Martha Dumptruck. Hmm. Well. Interesting. I guess there's some rewrites going on. I guess so. I know that um, Fangs, who's one of the Southside Serpents, played by an actor named... Um, oh, fuck me. He's playing like Ram. all the time. He's playing Ram's dad. Because, you know, in the musical, Kurt and Ram's dads are gay. Yeah. So he plays um, Ram's dad. So I can't wait. I hope there's some homoeroticism with Fangs. What is his, that actor's name? It's like Tyler Dean Cooper or something like that. And so Luke, Luke, Luke Perry is still in these. Yeah, I think, he, I think he completed the season. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, my God. Archie and Reggie are Kurt and Ram. <laughs> oh, my God. Who's, uh, what's the, the gay guy? Uh, the gay guy? What's the gay character's name? Oh, Kevin. Kevin Keller. Who's he? He's Peter Dawson. He's the, um, you'd be like, if I showed you the character, you'd be like, oh, that guy. Like the nerdy yearbook guy. The nerdy. Thank you. Okay. Yes. That's exactly who it is. Someone said they were having a sword fight in your mouth last night. 
<laughs> it's the best movie ever. And it looks like they gave Kevin a perm. Oh, shit. It really does. The picture I'm looking at. And we brought it back full circle. And we brought it back full circle. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, watch the Avengers trailer, because I didn't. And read the Iceman comic, because I didn't. And um, then uh, watch, the, really watch the fourth episode of the, the, uh, the latest episode of Doom Patrol, because Brett didn't. And that's why we're, that's why we're up-to-date, dedicated hosts of CBQ Legacy. <laughs> But just remember, it doesn't matter what you do, because if you read comics, you're going to need to suck a dick. Why? Because that makes you... that makes you queer. queer. Yeah. And you want to suck a dick if you're on the other side. What's your damage? Damn.